I believe a cabal of secret societies has controlled the world for 200 plus years, and we get to be alive at a time to see it fall. I believe in the power of one person working as a team with other Christian patriots can have massive impact in reversing this ungodly culture. I believe that we have an omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent God that has put his hand on this moment in time to deny the timeline of the enemy and is about to heal our land. This is Rick, your host, and I believe that God has called me to empower Christian patriots with truth. Join us now for the Blessed Teach Show, and let's see what God is doing today. All right, here we are on take two. <laughs> so apologize, we went live at uh, uh, 11 o'clock or 10 o'clock CST and I didn't have Rumble working because I forgot to put the code in. But now it should be, we should be live and rolling here on Sunday, Word and Worship. So we're gonna play different songs that the backstage has already heard or that you, if you were joined us earlier that you probably already heard as well. Just wanted to invite you to just spend this next uh, 90 minutes or so just worshiping with us. We're going to get right started with uh, this, just bringing up uh, uh, and, and worshiping with a couple awesome songs. I'm going to start with, uh, there's a beautiful deep worship song so we can get into the mood right away. It's called Nothing Else. We're always attach things to scripture when we do word worship. So get your heart ready to listen to the word. I just want you, nothing else, Jesus, nothing else will do. There's a couple New Testament verses. One John 4, 18 talks about this. There is no fear in love, but perfect love cows out fear. We love him because he first loved us. In Matthew 6, 24, it says, Then Jesus said, If anyone would come after me, Jesus talking this, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. So that's what we're going to do. We're just going to sit here and just we're going to marinate on the love of Jesus here. Second verse in this song talks about, I'm caught up in your presence. In ju I just want to sit here at your feet. And uh, Deuteronomy 33 says, all his saints are in your hand. They sit down at your feet. In the New Testament, Philippians 3.3 says, rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. So what uh, Martha was doing when she was crying or the woman that was putting the perfume on his feet as well. Another verse that's connected to this. The third verse that we talk about is, Jesus, you don't owe me anything. I just want you. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Deuteronomy talks about, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. Matthew repeats that verse as well. So these are the verses we can marinate on as we just marinate on. Jesus, we need nothing else but you. 
coming back to where we started Coming back to where we started When I first felt your love You're all that matters, Jesus You're all that matters Coming back to what really matters Just your heart just want to bless your heart, Jesus I'm caught up in your presence I just want to sit here at your feet I'm caught up in this holy moment Never want to leave And oh, I'm not here for blessing Jesus, you don't owe me anything And more than anything Woof. Gotta love that. We're now gonna get into Holy is the Lord, another song that just allows us to get deep into his presence. If you look at what verses in the Bible this relates to, the first verse in the song is Holy is the Lord God Almighty. The earth is filled with his glory. Brings us an old the New Testament verse of Isaiah 6.3. It says, Holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of glory in Isaiah and Revelations 4.8, similar to this other song, right? Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. That's what I really wanted to focus here is how holy this Lord is as we get into what he's going to be doing in this time. And the second verse of the song goes, For the Lord, right now, for the joy of the Lord is our strength. How great how awesome is he? Nehemiah 8.10 says, And do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. In Psalm 47.2, For the Lord Most High is awesome. <laughs> he is a great king over the earth. And the third verse in the song gets into, And together we sing. Everyone sing. That's what I'm asking you to do right now. Sing with us. Right, Psalm 96 says, Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. So let's everyone sing here this next uh, three or four or five minutes of this song. Addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. That's what Ephesians 5 19 tells us to do. Again, we're addressed to each other in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Let's do that. Let's worship holy is the Lord. We stand and lift up our hands For the joy of the Lord is our strength We bow down and worship Him now How great, how awesome is He And together we
All right. Now we're going to dig into a little bit of Julie Green's prophetic word that was she gave on Thursday that I haven't been able to read yet. And then we're going to get into some scripture, get into actually the Philippians. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, uh, in Jeremiah, one of the most famous verses of the Bible, but get the context for that and understand how that applies to today. So I think you really enjoy that as we dig in here. I did want to, before I got into Julie's word, though, just talk about one verse that's a new memory verse I added is 1 John 4, 4. She mentions it, or God mentions it through Julie in this word that he gave on Thursday, that she released on Thursday. and, And the whole verse is, little children, you are from God and have overcome them. The last part is what most people memorize, right? It says, for he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. That's Jesus in us, right? So this is a great memory verse. I use BibleMemory.com. You can download that on your phone as well, BibleMemory.com. And I just go through them each day, uh, at least three or four verses, and just uh, just marinate. And, and, and as you do that, you will start putting more and more of God's Word in your heart, um, even if you just do partial verses like this, right? I, I like to memorize the whole verse, but you could just take that partial verse, and it's not a hard one, right? It says, For he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. So. Satan is way above. Um, Satan is way below Jesus. Jesus is way above him. It's not even close. So when you have Jesus in you, you can know that you have overcome them. We have overcome this evil. So let's dig into Julie's prophetic words. Says these are the days of great distractions, many ch- my children. So do not fall for your enemy's trap. He wants you distracted. He wants you deceived to bring ultimate devastation to you. But if you are focused on me and my word, his strategy, his tactics fall to the ground, you would say, and they'll be brought to nothing. They will not bring you down. They will not overtake you. And they certainly will not destroy you. His destruction was your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And remember, the greater one lives in the inside of you. And he that's in the world. Isn't that cool? Right there, pretty much is 1 John 4, 1, 1, the last part of that, right? The greater one lives in the inside of you, and he that's in the world. Face the things in your life with boldness and peace, because I am with you, and I will never leave you, and I will not fail you. There's great persecution in the body of Christ for standing on truth and standing in faith. Well, now's the time for a great vindication for the ones who dare to stand, who dare to believe, and have put their trust in me. Vengeance is mine, and vengeance is being poured out. And I have said this many times before, justice is being served because I am the God of justice, saith the Lord of hosts. Beautiful, guys, that justice is coming to us with this cabal that's got us enslaved. Truth about the oil industry, the oil reserves, and who has been in control and who has been trying to suppress the truth, it is being stopped and the truth will pour out everywhere. Oil is connected to more in this country and foreign nations than you realize right now. But I said, all truth will be revealed and it will. Watch as as many Arab nations become unstable. It will appear like chaos is erupting. Many judgments you will see fall in that area for all the death they have caused so many. Afghanistan? Much truth will be told about what really happened in that area. What was paid for by your fraudulent government 
and why so much was left there for a great payoff to your enemies. I believe this is talking about Afghanistan and the poppy fields. Poppy Bush, they call them. P-O-P-P-Y, not, not like a dad. Poppy Bush, poppy fields. That's where opium comes from, this flooding into our country, killing people and making our enemies wealthy. There's nothing your enemies have done that will suppress that, that will be suppressed any longer. Many foreign business deals regarding not only this fraudulent government you see now, but governments in the past that have used your enemies against you in multiple different ways. I'm opening up the record books of all the money, all the trade deals, all the terrorist acts, all the murders that were committed for the government you see now. When it says government's past, that's you know back to Poppy Bush's days, right? And the poppy fields that were left over when they when they went into Afghanistan. Um, but also, this is talking about a lot more than that. This is all the time that Obama worked with the, the, the and Hillary worked with all the Middle East to, to cause all that destruction, to cause all this uh, horrible stuff that went on across the Middle East. This has been a plan for over a hundred years. Again, uh, if you go back to 1930, where they got re the, the Flexner report came out in the 30s, and they actually got rid of all the health, the natural health schools, right? And you only could do big pharma schools, basically Rockefeller petroleum-based medicine any longer. It's all you could teach, right? So that this kind of tracks right back to this, this hundred, over a hundred years of 1913, the IRS coming in, right? So this has been a plan for over a hundred years in this nation for your enemies outside in foreign lands, but also your enemies in the deep state of this nation to terrorize, to deal, to enslave, to destroy ultimately this free nation. Not only because it was a free nation, but it was because it was one nation that served me like no one else. That's why the devil hates America because the people of America served the Lord like no one else. This is why I remind you again, my children, this is not a battle for just men. This is a battle for, of a spiritual one. This is your enemy, the devil, using men to take me out of everything, including this earth, but ultimately to bring down the body of Christ into the submission, to take away your knowledge of who you are in me. Take away knowledge of how powerful you are because I live in you any way that he can. He uses every tool that he has to bring my children to their knees and to tear apart this nation that was built upon my word. But that is their plan. You've seen it play out. Now it's time for mine. <laughs> you got to love that. It's time for the Lord's plan. But this is important. Um, guys, that this is a this this is a battle of a spiritual one, and this is that's Ephesians six thirteen. It says our battle for our battle is not against flesh and blood; it's against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the evil forces, the spiritual forces of the evil uh, in the heavenly realm. So it's a heavenly realm battle of spiritual forces of evil, guys. That's one thing that we really need to understand. This is a spiritual battle. And they're basically trying to say, hey, you don't have the power to do miracles anymore. You don't have the power to have prophets in your life anymore. You don't have the power. That's what that, This is what Satan wants to, you to know. That's why he says he wants to take away your knowledge of who you are in me. You have the authority of Christ in you. 
We have the nine spiritual gifts in the body somewhere in this body back here backstage. We talk about that. We want all nine spiritual gifts active to include the word, you know, the utterance of wisdom, the utterance of knowledge includes faith, the gift of faith that God gives us, right? We can have that. We can have the gift of discernment, discerning between the spirits, gift of actual healing and also the working of miracles not to mention the speaking in tongues interpretation of tongues the all these are active today and they lied to us and said no they seized back in the time of the of, of the of the acts we've got to get away from those teachings because this is what the, the, the this is the, this is the doctrine of the devil doctrine of man right to take away your knowledge of who you are in me take away the knowledge of how powerful you are because I live in you any way you can. It comes back to John 14, um, 12 that I, I always have talked to you guys about. And it's so important. I'm just going to bring it up real quick again. John 14, 12. And you do the, I'm going to do the ESV. And if you bring that up, you will just, this is, guys, something that we really need to internalize. When Jesus himself, in fact, I'll just turn on and in, in, in the, in, um, turn on the red letter so you can see this is Jesus talking, right? So Jesus is talking. He says, truly, truly, I say to you, Whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. And greater works than these will he do, because I am going to the Father. Jesus really wants you to understand that. That's why he says, truly, truly. And whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. Okay, Jesus did amazing things on this. He's saying that, that he's the head. Now he gave us the Holy Spirit. He went to the Father, right? So he goes, this is because I am going to the Father. He resurrected and he sent his Holy Spirit down. The Holy Spirit comes into his body. We are all the body of Christ. He's the head. He tells us what to do. And he said, so everything that he did here on earth, we can do. But he says, in greater works will these do than, greater works than these will he do. Why? Because there's all of us are working with these nine spiritual, these nine, these nine gifts of the Spirit. And what does the devil want you to know? No, you do not have this. You are not powerful, right? You are not in him. You do not have these gifts. It's time to start taking authority of Christ. And then we, that's why um, I have that free gift, blesseach.com slash free gift. And one, one section on that is the authority of Christ. And it shows you how to do that, how to pray for your friends and family that are separated from you, that they divided us. Well, use the authority in Christ to bring them back. And I give example prayers about how you can pray for your friends and family. So download that again, blessedteach.com slash free gift. Look at the authority of Christ section there. It's a 15 page handout, a couple pages on the authority of Christ with example prayers on the last page, page 15. Blessedteach.com slash free gift. But now God say, now it's time for my plan. He let them reign for this hundred years, right? And now he's saying, no, it's time for mine. More banks will fall. More businesses will fail. More exposures are coming. More powerful people will fall. More proof will pour out to free this nation. Get ready, my children, for deliverance. Get ready for freedom, saith the Lord your Redeemer. Woo! And one way we fight is we fight by praising the Lord. And there's a song called Surrounded or Fight My Battles. Let's go fight my battles right now with this song where we actually take our authority in Christ. Part of that is worshiping him. This is how I fought my battles, with your arms up. So my weapons are praise and thanksgiving. 
That's how you get the peace that transcends all understanding in Philippians 4, 6, and 7 as well, right? The peace that transcends all understanding. But in 2 Chronicles 20, you'll see he pointed those who were to sing to the Lord and praise him in holy tire as they went before the army. They were going to war and they put the praise band in front of them. And when they began to sing and praise, the Lord set an ambush against them who had come against Judah. So they were routed. They all helped to destroy one another. That's what Lord's doing. As we praise and prayer, it confuses the enemy and they'll start destroying each other. You want this cabal destroyed? Praise the Lord with us right now. The second verse says, it may take, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Remember Elisha in two Kings. He says, do not be afraid of those who are with us. More, there are more with us than there are with them. And then he prayed that the servant's eyes would be open. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire. We can have, we can have all this to us by just praising him. There's a table that's been prepared for you. In the presence of your enemies, Psalm 23, 5 says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. In the presence of this cabal, he set a table for us. In your body, your blood you shed for me. And he took bread and he gave thanks and broke it. This is my body which I've given to you. This cup is the new covenant of my blood which has been shed for you. Let's fight our battles with our arms up and thanksgiving in our hearts.
we know the truth. Now we're going to move into another awesome song about the heart of worship. This has got uh, three verses that we're going to emphasize in this song. I'm coming back to the heart of worship because it's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry for the things I've made it. Mark 8:34 gets to the, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. And it's talk about worship the Father in spirit and in truth. What a beautiful thing that we can do now through Jesus Christ our Lord. Second verse in the song is, you search much deeper. You're looking into my heart, how things appear. So we all go through hard times, but at, at certain times, some of us really hard times right now. It says, only fear the Lord and serve him faithfully with all your heart. And this is how we fight our battles, right? Let your heart, therefore, be wholly true to the Lord our God. He'll be with us. He will not leave us, right? It says in the third verse, King of endless worth, how much you deserve. All I have is yours. Everything we have is Jesus, right? The Lord reigns forever, your God, for all generations, says Psalms 146.10. In 1 John 2.2, 2, he says, He is an anointing sacrifice of our sins and also for the sins of the whole world. Thank you, Lord, for being our anointing sacrifice and reigning forever. Lord, just help us, help all of us come back to the heart of worship. When the music fades, all is stripped away, and I simply come. Longing just to bring something that's of worth. That will bless your heart I'll bring you more than a song For a song in itself Is not what you have required You search much deeper within Through the way things appear You're looking into my heart I'm coming back to the heart of worship And it's all about you It's all about you, Jesus I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it When it's all about you it's all about you, Jesus King of endless worth No one could express How much you deserve Though I'm weak and poor Every single breath I'll bring you more than a song For a song in itself Is not what you have required You search much deeper within Through the way things are 
about this is it just focuses on where we should be or as we study the Word of God to make sure that we are just worshiping Him and praise and thanksgiving that we just have our our heart of worship on as we're studying the Word that's what this is all about and that's what I'm gonna do right now is dig into some some scriptures that are just uh, I'm going through I'm going through I'm gonna move this over here the chronological one of your Bible and we're really getting into all the kings and I've showed you quite a bit of uh, history there where I've shown you these kings such as Saul and then the Saul's son and then David and obviously David ended up taking the whole kingdom over and he was green green means he was a good king right and yellow means they were mixed Solomon unfortunately turned very evil after it late in his years so God divided the kingdom between Judah and Israel and we showed that every single Israel king, except for one, was evil, one was mixed, not one was good. 
only six kings plus David. You know, David was one good king, but only six good kings were in in um, in uh, actual Judah. And we're going to talk about, and so that's why obviously he let the Syrians overtake them as punishment in Israel um, way back in 721 BC. And then 586 BC, about 150 years later, he, he let Babylonia, Nebuchadnezzar, t- overtake them. So this is where we get into Jeremiah. Jeremiah writes a letter to the exiles after the king of Babylon had taken most of these uh, people to at least all the leaders, uh, pretty much all of them to Babylonian. It says, these are the words of the letter that Jeremiah the prophet sent from Jerusalem to surviving elders of the exiles and to the priests, the prophets, and the people, and all the people whom Nebuchadnezzar had taken into exile from the Jerusalem to Babylon. So here we are after all the kings and they have totally rebelled for like 490 years, a lot of people would say. They didn't give that they weren't doing anything they were supposed to especially given the land rest every seven years as an example and so they're going to go into captivity for 70 years actually god predicts that and we see them come back and build the second temple later in nehemiah and other books this was after king joe and the queen mother, the eunuchs of the officials of Judah and Jerusalem, the craftsmen and the metal workers had departed from Jerusalem. The letter was sent by the hand of Elisha, the son of Saphan, and Gemara, the son of Hilkiah, whom Zedekiah, king of Judah, of Judah, sent to Babylon to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. And it said, so here's the letter. Verse 4 starts here. Again, this is 29.4. And remember, Jeremiah 29.11 is one of the most famous books and most quoted um, verses of the Bible. One of the most, so so we're, I really want to set the context of that beautiful verse and this encouragement to us. So just like these guys were in captivity here uh, for 70 years, we have been in captivity with this, with what God was just told us in the word, right, of Julie. We've been in captivity for over a hundred years as they've as they've taken over all our healthcare system. They've taken over our financial systems. They've put this IRS and taxing us like mad, right? So the, this, and, and you really in all countries, there's there's heavy taxes going to the financial, this, this banking cartel, right? So here we go to verse four, it says, thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I have sent into the exile of Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and live in them, plant gardens and eat their produce. So some of the prophets could have been saying, oh, don't worry, God's gonna get it out of this, we're gonna go right back. And he's saying, no, I'm gonna have you in captivity for a while. I'm gonna give the land 70 years of rest because you didn't rest it for all those 490 years. And I'm gonna, um, I'm going to bring up my remnant again. Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there and do not decrease. So he's saying, guys, you need to just, just like in Egypt, where you were in captivity, you expanded greatly. I want you to do it again. But seek the welfare of the city where I have set you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf for it's in its welfare, you will find your welfare. Now, isn't that interesting? So even though the cabal owns the United States, owns all these, we can still pray that for our country, right? We're not going to pray for potentially the evil people. We might pray for them to come to repentance, 
But we need to be continuing that attitude, I believe, here in this day. That's why I think it applies to today. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, do not let your prophets and your diviners who are among you deceive you. Do not listen to the dreams they have, that they, they, they dream. For it is a lie that they are prophesying to you in my name. I did not send them, declares the Lord. So um, this is very interesting that he's saying the true prophets, Jeremiah here, right? Telling you the truth of what's going to happen. And uh, verse 10 says, For thus says the Lord, when 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will visit you and I will fulfill your promise and bring you back to this place. There it is, 70 years. And Daniel had the 70-year prophecy as well, which is a little different. You know, one's kind of starting when the Babylon first came in. If I go back to that that chart of the kings, so Babylon took over actually with Jehoiakim, right? And he and he and and he took a lot of the exiles way back here, right? And we could go look at the the detailed dates, but I'm not going to do that right now. I don't have time. But the whole point is is that one of the 70-year periods started right when Babylon took over Jehoiakim here. And then he rebelled, and then the Babylon king came back again, and, and after only three months of his son being in charge, and then it, and then they came again of Jedekiah when Jedekiah re- rebelled and destroyed the entire city. So Daniel's prophecy, I believe, starts after the destruction of it, of of, of, Ju- of of Jerusalem, right? So there's I just want to make sure you understood there's two different seventy-year prophecies here, right? So the seventy-year prophecy we're talking about now is this one here where he's basically saying i'm going to bring you back to build the second te- temple for i know the plans i have for you here is this famous verse that uh everyone talks about right here right i'll, I'll highlight this oops i'm not logged in so i guess i won't highlight that for i know the plans i have for you declares the lord plans for welfare and not for evil to give you a future and a hope so just like we're in captivity with the irs and all this stuff right now right we are going to be rescued just like god rescued us here in a, what we call the great exodus right what julie would call, julie's been told through the lord the great exodus what timothy dixon has been told to the lord is the second exodus right for and and again that that is a beautiful memory verse so uh, to put this in your heart is awesome for i know the plans i have for you declares the lord plans for welfare and not for evil to give you a future and a hope and I hope you understand the context a little better now, but let's continue to the next three verses, which are just beautiful promises. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from the nations and all the places where I have driven you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place which I sent you into exile. So this is what a great promise, right? So understand the context of this when you when you memorize in um, Jeremiah 29:11 that he knows the plans he has for you despite the captivity. And he's still going to bless you while you're in captivity. So we're like Goshen in Egypt, right? They were being blessed and protected while everything was going crazy. And they were actually multiplying, right? So we can multiply. We can actually be blessed by the Lord while we're in our captivity. But declares the Lord plans for welfare and not for evil to give you a future and a hope. So you're going to have a future and a hope. 
that's going to be beautiful. And this is right out of Jeremiah's letter to the exiles. Now it goes in to basically talk about the people that are still in Israel, that were still doing all the evil, and he condemns, condemns them. So this was for the remnant, the people that really know him and are going to do what? They're going to seek him and find him when he seeks him with all your heart. You need to seek the Lord our God. That's what I'm going to say. That's why we worship, get our hearts ready, and we understand the word of God now. So when you memorize Jeremiah 29, 11, you're going to understand that despite the captivity, they were still going to be blessed and they are going to be even blessed while they were in captivity. So this might last a few more years, right? Even, even many more years as we remove the deep state and take remnant and then the remnant takes over possession of the lands but enjoy the process right enjoy the process with god and just what what, what are we supposed to be doing in the meantime well you will call upon me and come and pray to me and i will hear you pray to the lord with authority in christ you will seek me and find me when you seek me with your whole heart I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all nations and places where I have driven you. The remnant's going to be gathered, guys, right now. So let's just give our entire heart to him, the Lord God Almighty. And we were just singing this, these beautiful songs here. I'm going to see where, and I want to I just uh, go into um, Your Grace is Enough. Uh, let's see, I, maybe not. We we, we 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 just went into here. I am to worship, right? Now I'll just go to here. This is your grace is enough. The Lord God who we serve here. Your grace is enough. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. So they were weak when they were captured, right? But His power is made perfect in the weakness. Great is your faithfulness. You lead us beside still waters. So this is not a time to give up on the Lord. This is a time to understand his mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. And we get up every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Psalm 23, 2. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. The Lord God Almighty is doing that for us. Remember your people. Remember your promise. And the new uh, Psalm 119 says, Remember your promises to me. It is my only hope. <laughs> we got to remember this is our only hope. Your promise revives me. It comforts me in all of my troubles. <laughs> so we can be comforted despite the IRS, despite these medical cartels controlling us, despite all these vaccines coming at us, right? Great is our, your love and justice, God, for great is your love. Reach into the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the skies, Psalm 5710. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are those who wait for him. We wait for him. We call down the Lion of Judah for his justice. Let's worship right now about his grace that is enough for us all.
faith uh, is hurting we can just raise a hallelujah the word hallelujah is important to know what it means though it's a compound word hallelujah the very first part hallelujah actually means a joyous praise in song and job refers to yahweh god so you put it together and it's we joyfully praise song and uh, god in song we joyfully praise god in song so we say hallelujah that's what we're meaning psalm 95 1 says, Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Right? There's hallelujah right there. In the presence of our enemies. We talked about that on three songs now, right? God prepares that table in the presence of our enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overfloweth. Isn't that cool? He puts oil and the cup overflows. Our weapon is a melody. He appointed those who were to sing to the Lord and praise Him in holy attire. We talked about this. Two Chronicles goes before the Lord, the praise out band before the, 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 the army. Heaven comes to fight for me. 
You shall not fear them, for it is the Lord your God who fights for you. So remember, heaven actually comes and fights for you. That's why we can raise this hallelujah and know that they're going to help to destroy one another, like in 2 Chronicles. If you want to really confuse the enemy, you do what you're doing right now. You raise your arms and you just raise a hallelujah. Hallelujah In the presence of my enemies I raise a hallelujah Louder than the Hallelujah Heaven comes to 
All right. Hey, I want to talk a little bit about Passover because that's coming up. Um, the Seder dinner usually is on um, Wednesday. I think it's going to be uh, April 5th or 6th. Um, I'm going to be, unfortunately, at my timeshare on vacation. So I'm going to join you guys, though, backstage on Zoom um, with uh, Amanda Grace, hopefully. Uh, we'll try to figure out whether she does it Wednesday or Thursday. Um, but let's talk a little bit about um, this beautiful holiday. Um, if you, the summary of this is right here, um, and that is the seven feast, major feast that the Jewish people have, right? You have the spring and the fall feast. Right, so they have the Passover, which is coming up up here on April 5th. And uh, then you got the Feast of Unleavened Bread and the First Fruits all happen in one week. And this was a pilgrimage feast where they'd all come back to, to Jerusalem. So you find Jesus there several times in the Gospels in Jerusalem during the Passover. Uh, obviously, that's right when he got crucified too. So we'll be talking about that. And then 50 days later is Pentecost. Pentecost, that means 50, right? So that is, that is, uh, and then, then you have a long, multiple months before you get to the Feast of Trumpets, the Feast of Atonement, and the Feast of Tabernacle, which are all in the fall. So let's talk a little bit about the spring feast. I just want to make sure everybody understands that this is a pilgrimage feast. It's April 5th through 13th this year. Um, the this, this Seder is a meal is a celebration and I'll talk to you about that and you can prepare for that for if you want to come backstage again it's free absolutely free to be backstage with us so come and have Seder dinner with us on um, Wednesday of not this coming Wednesday but the following Wednesday April 5th or, or April 6th we'll announce that so follow Amanda's channel as well and what you'll see I'll just get and it's, it's, it's relatively simple but let, let's talk about what it what it represents first is removing the old leaven, basically removing man's teachings versus God. And this is an important time for that, right? The man's teachings about sensation theology and all that type of stuff, remove that, right? And get to God's teaching, which is the word of God showing that we have all nine fruits, uh, I mean, not, nine gifts of the spirit, right? We also have nine fruits of the spirit as well. And that's why we say we're a nine squared ministry here backstage, right? Because we have the nine fruits of the spirit mixed with these nine um, beautiful gifts of the spirit. But anyway, so Jesus was crucified, obviously, on the Passover right after he had the Passover meal, right? And uh, that, um, and and it's really interesting if you go look at the, the days, because he said he was going to be just like Jonah, three days and three nights. So there's a lot of um, Jewish scholars that point to point to he died on a Wednesday, not a Friday, and uh, he was literally he was in the grave at actually three nights. So. Um, the whole Good Friday celebration may be a little bit wrong, <laughs> but it, it, doesn't, it doesn't really matter. The focus of this is Jesus did die on the cross for our sins. That's the most important thing, right? But this all pointed back to the Passover when, obviously, in the Exodus, they put the blood uh, on their doorpost and the angel of death passed over them. So the Passover is celebrating that, right? And during that same week, we do two other um, gifts and we'll uh, a feast of the unleavened bread april 6th through the 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 12th is where, where you don't drink you, you don't 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 eat any leavened bread during that time and remember jesus is the bread of life and was put in the grave on the feast day which is interesting right so the fact is is that we uh we know that we have the bread of life and that this uh, and and i think this is a good thing to celebrate i did it last year Right, just ate no unleavened bread for that week. 
was a, it was a and and I think that's something that you can celebrate with me as well. Feast of the first fruits, beginning the grain harvest. This will be April seventh this year, and uh, so whether she does it on the fifth or the sixth, I think the fifth is a Wednesday, the sixth is a Tuesday, um, and uh, again the the. the it's, it's, it's interesting that there's seven Sabbaths as a micro model of the Shemitah every seven years, right? Um, and so the seven Sabbaths between Passover and actually Pentecost or Shavuot, right? That is uh, the seven Sabbaths that happen there. And that's why the 50th day counting, uh, counting of the Omar micro models of the Jubilee every 50 years. So remember every 50 years, they were supposed to completely return the land to everybody um, and interesting and there's also a second Passover by the way for those who miss their unclean or miss the first Passover that's um, that, that that will be uh, a, afterwards so usually about a month after the first Passover so that's just kind of some basics of that I did want to show you this though and that is just what you'd prepare for for the feast is pretty simple you just basically buy um, some a hard-boiled egg or you can you know, make yourself a, a hard-boiled egg as, as one thing a horseradish right you have a, a shank bone here we can talk we'll talk about what these all represent um, as we eat this and then uh, uh, they talk about this corset here bitter herbs onions there's some other 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 ways to look at this as well let's see if it, this one might be a that that's all in Jewish show. Where's another one I had here a second ago that kind of talked a little bit more about what they represent. Now that's a Jewish one as well. But this one let you know you can find these. Um, see if this gives me a little better picture of, a, yeah, bitter herb. You can see this. Let me blow up on this. So shank bone. You got the. The horset, you got the horseradish, greens, bitter herbs, and egg. And again, we'll talk in more detail about what each one of these is. Uh, but it's pretty go er, easy to, to go buy this. And I'll give you a little shopping list here uh, next week, so you can go join us in that. I think you'll enjoy it. It'll be it'll be fun to get into um, this as 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 we go forward. One thing that we know is that. Uh, in 1 Corinthians 15 20 it says but in fact Christ has been raised from the dead the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep so we were talking about this here the feast of first fruits right well who's the first fruits well it's Jesus is the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep let's get in 1 Corinthians 15 20 beautiful so let's just uh, worship it one more time and we'll wrap this up and just uh, tell you why it's been a wonderful to be spend this time with you. Let's let's dig into everlasting love. God, hey, 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 uh, and, and uh, would you mind reading this, um, th this on the screen if you can, Annette? See if she can unmute. Absolutely. All Absolutely. right. This is, this is first three. Go ahead. Here they go again. You are my everlasting God, but the Lord is the true God, the living God, everlasting King. Jeremiah 10, 10. The Lord reigns forever and ever. Exodus 15, 18. Strength will rise as we wait upon the Lord 
to be strengthened with power through His Spirit in your inner being. Ephesians 3, 6, 60. No, 66, I'm sorry. Being strengthened with all power according to His glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy. Colossians 1, 11. Our hope, our oh, I can't see the the text now. Uh oh, I I messed up. I was <laughs> there, there. You go. Go ahead. Yeah, our hope, our strong deliverer and comforter in need. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord God is an everlasting rock. Isaiah twenty six four. All right. Okay, I haven't finished. All right, there you go. There you go. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Psalm 147 3. Mm -hmm. I have loved you with an everlasting love. Jeremiah 31 3. Awesome. Let's worship the everlasting God.
heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. you with an everlasting love <laughs> all right hey I was just gonna um, invite you to come and join us each Sunday here we will be playing uh, some awesome music get into God's Word and uh, just doing what we call word and worship we'll do this also on Fridays at 5 p.m. CST that's five Fridays at 5 p.m. CST um, I do open this up for anybody that would like to share anything or has any questions about any of the Bible verses we looked at as we wrap up here. I mean, you can be backstage. Remember, just go to blessedteach.com and go to the backstage tab. Blessedteach.com and go to the backstage tab and it's like completely free now. What used to um, be a, a main funder for us, we've now uh, have a pay forward model. So many people are still paying, uh, but they've done, they're doing that in a pay forward way so that you can come on for free. Um, we just want to make sure everybody gets back here and finances is not an issue so you can come back here again at the backstage tab on blessedteach.com and uh, when you when you go in there you'll just uh, say just create an account and then it'll bring up a menu and you hit live and it, that'll take you right into zoom on any of our Monday through Friday starting at five o'clock and CST and then Sunday at 10 a.m. Oh, this time I'll get it all set up correctly so we can actually start on time right so, uh, so Teresa, did you have something that you wanted to share? I just want, I know maybe some of you might have seen the little girl that was <laughs> waving. That is a little girl that I'm teaching how to read. Awesome. Her name is, her name is Nevea mm -hmm. and she's 10 years old. Awesome. And she's got her first, she's the one that, remember I told you I got Bibles? She's one of the children that I gave a Bible to, and it was too hard, so I got her a children's Bible. Awesome. And she's almost ready for her regular Bible now. Awesome. But she got excited because she saw all of you, and she was like waving at everybody. All right. And I said, they'll see you, they'll see you. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank but you. Thank I you. just wanted you to know that you're making a difference in more than just one life. You're making a difference in a lot of lives. Yes, the week. Yeah, we just think it's just part of what this is all about is this uh, worshiping him and fighting the battle with our praise and thanksgiving, right? And it's wonderful. Yes. The way you're doing it. Yeah, I hope yeah. we actually get uh, the youth in here as well. It would be awesome. To, so, so 10-year-old, you're welcome anytime. <laughs> I'll tell her. She went to walk the dog. She took my dog and ran out the door. Right, right. Oh, good. But yeah, so uh, so I'm still a little bit under the weather, still trying to fight this thing off, but I just wanted to make sure I got on here to make sure we just worship the Lord today. Um, I am yeah. I am going to be out of town. I travel Friday, so I'll be in town this week. Okay. So we'll, we'll have our regular show Monday through Thursday. Um, and then Friday, it'll be backstage only probably with Gus. Um, I think uh, Christy will be running the music, so she's, she's volunteered to do that. So we shouldn't miss a beat on that. 
Uh, we just won't yeah. be we just won't be live on Rumble or Facebook on Friday night um, this week because of my travel. And then Sunday, I'll probably be playing a recording, but I might, if I have energy and, and everything works out, I might sneak on and do a live show. So yeah. so I'll be looking for that next Sunday. And then the following week, I'll be playing the interviews from Nashville, uh, beautiful interviews with Sherry Tenpenny and um, Curtis Grimes, a lot of great interviews. So don't miss the show. We'll still go live on Monday through Thursday next week while I'm on vacation. Um, playing the interviews and they're back they won't be backstage during the show but they'll be backstage afterwards each night no right? yeah, they all said hi to you all right <laughs> good so so we'll be doing backstage all all uh, but after the show versus during the show if that makes sense um okay. same same with next friday i'll be traveling so gus will be taking that with uh with christine running the music so you can still be backstage again we won't be live on friday night the next two friday nights because of my travel but then on Easter Sunday, I'll be back in the saddle to do uh, a word worship with you guys on Easter Sunday. Um, and then I've got to back up. I'm, I'm, I'm going to back up also a little bit and tell you that, remember, Wednesday night, we're going to have backstage only Seder dinner with when Amanda Grace is live. So you'll be able to watch Amanda Grace live, but you can actually be live and chatting with us and doing the dinner together on Zoom. Again, it's free. Go to blessedteach.com. Hit the backstage tab. Join us on, I believe it's going to be Wednesday the 5th. We'll be confirming that with Amanda Grace soon. Guys, that was, that was kind of all the announcements for now. Um, but we love you guys. And if, if all the backstage yeah. members would not mind uh, unmuting and saying goodbye. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. Yeah. See ya. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. God bless. See ya. See you in a little bit, Lois. Bye. <laughs> Fruits of the Spirit, right now. That's right. Yes, all right. Man. I almost went over that. Apologize. So I messed yeah. that. God Bye. bless you guys. Go to Fruits of the Spirit. Okay. It's uh, the group in the neighborhood to go find that Fruits of the Spirit. God bless you guys. Talk to you right now. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.